Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Oh, one horse-sized duck, dude. A hundred little motherfuckers, they will eat you. Yeah. I, yeah, no yeah. Fuck, that would be scary as shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I would regardless of what this was, I would have said the one. Because yeah, I only got to figure out I only have to figure out how to, to kill one. You got a hundred fuckers coming at you from every size. But, they might be a hundred ants or a hundred bees. But, no thanks. But that's the thing. There's a hundred small, tiny horses. You just get higher. They can't get to you. And you can approach from, from up top. A horse-sized fucking duck that can fly at you aggressively? So wait, no, wait, wait. No, I'm not messing with that. <sighs> I oh, you didn't say you can fly. It's a, it's duck. a duck. Of course you can fly. <laughs> Gonna get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Grind to get a lot of dough and dirt through water the water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to I'm a pod star, not a doctor. It's your boy, Cuff Daddy, and my co-host. American Pharaoh. What's up, my man? Uh, co-host. Although it's your show. You keep telling me it's your show. Every time you text me, it's like, are you going to be on my show? Well, where did... Uh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> where did that start? Because the day you're like, hey, welcome know. to my show. Oh, it was... A, it was it, you know what? I'm not getting into this cup. I feel day. like we're going to be I, on the National Enquirer soon. Like, we are. You know, they broke up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm a pod star and I'm a doctor just because I lost my pod star co-host. And so now I got to be a doctor again. So we're going to have to rebrand. I'm a pod star and I'm also a doctor is the new podcast. I, I, dude, I was super hyped today. So I was post-call from yesterday and I got a bunch of cases, but they're cold and I, and I moved them to tomorrow, which is awesome. What does cold, cold mean for our non-doctors? Oh, cold trauma. So there were arm fractures that didn't have to be done today. And then I got some OR time on Tuesday, which works out because now I can do them during the daytime and I don't have to operate late at night, which I don't like to do. But I was super hyped this morning because I knew I didn't have to stay late tonight. And when I'm hyped in the morning, you know, I got to do the pump up jam. So like today Ooh. I had I, 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 I changed it up a little bit. Right. So I was bumping some Adele. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I, I love Adele. So, and I was singing my fucking ass off while I was driving to work. And a lot of people were kind of looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? And, and it was just like, I was super hype. I don't, I don't know why it does that to me, but you know, those sing along songs just, just do it. Oh my God. <laughs> you know I, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm not very often speechless. But at <laughs> you this you're telling me level. you don't sing in the car, dude? Uh, see, well, we're different yeah. people, right no, there. Like, no, I'll, I'll singing, sing in the car, but singing I, in the fucking I, car. It's so a concert. It, okay, <laughs> well, the, you that you are a very passionate young man, and <laughs> I can respect that. But you know, I would I would not have thought it was Adele. I mean, she is ultra talented. So do not get me wrong to all it the depends. Adele fans. She's awesome. Her, I guess, her show that you spend twelve million dollars a ticket for in <laughs> Vegas is remarkable, but. I would not have guessed that was your vibe. Like, I, I mean, I, 
You don't I, know the I, vibe. I, You're trying to put me in a box now. You know? You're trying to put me in a box. You are wearing an equality shirt, so <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna treat you with equality and understand that we each are our own person. We all have our own likes and dislikes, and one of yours is Adele. I'm pretty and sure okay. two chains. I'm pretty sure two chains likes Adele. Actually, I will say this. I think it's great that you like Adele. I like Adele. But <laughs> what about Morgan Wallen? Oof. See, I I really struggle with country. So this I, is I, he spits really, fire though. He spits hot he's, fire. He he is pretty good. And and our first uh, guest Cameron did a nice spoof of it, which was really nice. But it, it's a, it's nothing against country either. I spent some time in Nashville, and it was really cool because I was taken out. And we're going to have one of the, uh, the guys coming up in the next few episodes, Corey Callendine, who was down in at Nashville when I was there. And uh, they, these guys were so nice; they would take me out because I was a Yankee from Michigan, and um, they took me out. They would take me to like these barbecue places where, and while we're at barbecue, you'd hear this twang in the background. Some dude singing. I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. And he turn around, and they're like, oh yeah, that's Brad Paisley. I'm like, is he like famous? They're like, yeah, he's just he, he's, he's eating, and he just brought a guitar with him. And that's the shit that would happen in Nashville. It was all over the place. So yeah. I really, really enjoyed live country. But it just, I don't know. It just like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. You got to be versatile, bro. I, I oh, I, I listen to anything. I do Drake, you know, 2 Chains, NWA, so no rap. Rap. Adele, Country. Not rap. I, do, I just, I don't do opera. I don't do opera. Oh, so you're trying to, like, if Andrea Bocelli comes on, you're going to turn it off? Do you even know I mean, who that is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard of that oh. guy, but I'm not going to, I'm not probably not going to listen to it. Oh, I, I can listen to that all day. <laughs> I mean, and you get hyped. I mean, it's always like, if you think about it, it's always in an action movie and it's right at the climax of the movie when they're the dude's going to like go in and kill everybody and they're playing opera. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, dude. Whatever gets you hype. I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just telling you like Amy Winehouse and Adele and, and those like crooner type chicks that just like belt, like that shit gets me super hype. And then I go to work like super happy in it energized i don't i don't know why and so i love to do that post call uh you know i started it because when i was in college and i was in a fraternity and we, we would have this thing it wasn't like hazing but we would have this like sports thing that we they made us do when i was a pledge and my my roommate it was like it kicked our ass every wednesday morning and like when we were done we had like a whole week to rest and he would always play um i'm walking on sunshine and blasted in the dormitory and it was crazy but i do the same thing now post call but you know there's something about when when you look at your watch and you know you're done at 7 a.m and it goes 7 a.m on the day and you're going to be post call yeah, there there's no greater feeling on earth. I mean, my yeah. kids were born. It's kind of like that, <laughs> dude. It is. And it's then crazy. especially if you had a no hitter, you're just like, fuck, yeah, like you won the lottery. Oh, the, but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll knock you down for a second. The no hitter and you're so happy. And then you get like an 8 a.m. call and they're like, oh, yeah, we forgot that this came in and we thought we called you. I'll be <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not on call anymore. Call the next guy. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, you do that? I hate it when people did that to me. I'm like, don't I dish don't. that to me. I, well, if it, if it truly came during my call and it's something I need to take care of, I will. But if it's some like bullshit that can wait, I'm like, yep, not it anymore. Bye. Yeah. Don't dish on your, don't dump on your younger partners, people. That's messed up. People don't forget. True story. Facts. <laughs>
as you would say. Facts. Yeah, no, no one. I mean, no one really ever dumped on me. There was a there was a couple of people, and I don't really talk to them. But for the most part, everybody's been cool. You know, even like some of my fellowship directors, uh, you know, co residents and and you know fellow co fellows. Everyone's been really good. You know, like like our our guest, Doctor Abood. Uh, you know, when he was. He was my fellowship director. You know, he would always make me do stuff. Like he'd make me like make a PowerPoint, or he would make me like research this, research that, or, or like edit a paper. And and he would always tell me like, "This is for your own good. This is gonna make you better." And in my mind, I was like, "Is it really?" And then like, you know, I would do it, and then and then I saw it because he's kind of like a dad. You know, it did make me better. And and I do that now too. Like I have a PA, and I give him articles to read. I'm like, "Here, read this. Just one, one a day." It's gonna make you better. <laughs> that's exactly. You're not wrong. It's it. It does make you better. In the moment, you're you're very uncertain what what this task is going to evolve into, and you're like, does this mean I have to do this, which then rolls into the next, into the next? But there is after training, you know, training residents and fellows for 17 years. I also do that, but I kind of piecemeal it together and I do it in little bits and pieces. And at the end, I say, now take all those things we did over the last couple of weeks and put it together. And they're like, oh, yeah. And I think it, it really is interesting. And so this weekend I was in Chicago, I was teaching a course and um, my fellowship director was there and he was the night. He was so sweet because I was wearing the scrubs from his meeting and he took a picture of me and, you know, he posted it. It looks ridiculous. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, it was pretty, it was funny, but, but what was, what was interesting about it is he wrote some really nice things underneath it. And he's like, how, how great, like how happy and how proud of me he is and all the things I've accomplished. And he was so nice to say like, now I'm the master. And I thought that was very sweet, but it takes a very, very long time to achieve that. And I'm so honored that this man sees me in that way. And I know Joe probably sees you in that way as well. But in those early moments, how scared we are to approach these people who we think are so far downstream from us. And now we're all colleagues. And yeah. so it's, just, it's interesting now because like right now you walk out, hey, Joe, and you, you drink a cocktail with them. But back then you'd be like, do I, do I hold my drink with my right hand? Do I hold my left? Do, do I, what if I finish my drink before he does? You know, it's, it's <laughs> so many things going through your brain. I used, I was like that, right? Like, and, and some, some are. people are more approachable than others, but I mean, you met me and, and, and I knew, I think when I started getting into the field and, and I started, you know, trying to get a fellowship and I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go say hi to these dudes. And like, mm-hmm. I just started going up to people. Like I kind of do that now. Like Joe Abu does this too. Like if you see a, like a movie star or something, and I do this too, and my wife hates it. Like I'll be in Calabasas and we'll see something. Like oh, I'm gonna go say hi to this actor. Like I know him, and I just I go say what's up. Nothing creepy. I was like, hey, what's up, dude? I appreciate you. That's it, right? So I'm kind of like that with like the docs, and I think it it goes far. And then you know that's how I met a lot of people. I I think people just need to be more approachable, dude. Like you know everybody shit stinks. Oh, everybody shit stinks. Everybody needs Febreze. Yes. So, but you're right. And I think that's, if if you do that to somebody, you walk up and you make them realize that I know that you put your pants on the same way I do and walk away. They're very intrigued. So I played in a, um, in a pro-am with uh, Max Homa, who is now like seventh in the world. And he is a remarkable golfer. 
and his caddy Joe was awesome. And I actually spent more time talking to his caddy during that pro-am than I talked to Max. And it, so Max would, you know, every now and then come over and be like, hey, what's going on, guys? What are you guys talking about? And it was because I, you know, they it's almost like, why aren't you talking to me? I'm I'm the guy you paid to play with. And I'm like, Joe is cool as shit. So ended up, <laughs> you know, getting to know Joe and we've exchanged numbers and we talk from time to time, just text back and forth. Like when they win the President's Cup, when when they were at the Ryder Cup, when he won a tournament, I would, I would you know, just shoot a text to Joe and be like, that was awesome. And so it's just because now I see him as a regular person. The dude is, the cat is just as famous as Max now, but still it's like, you just treat everybody normal. And, and yeah. he probably now looks at it and goes, why is Doc texting me? He's kind of yeah. weird. Just don't follow them into the bathroom. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, so, and continue bro, talking to like through bro, the dude. stall door. Hey, dude. Right, this, is, this is embarrassing, but I got to tell the story. So like, you know, I just moved to Calabasas and, and it was like, you know, all new to me. And, and then I was friends with Jose who we had on the show recently. And, you know, and so we go to dinner, me and my wife and another couple and, um, you know, we're there and we're sitting down and uh, we're at Nobu Malibu and we're sitting inside because we just started going there. I don't know if you know, but like the more you go, the, you can sit outside. But, you know, we just started sitting inside and then uh, Gerard Butler sits like right behind me. And then um, if you guys are, you know, I know you guys are Gerard Butler's and, and then Jen's like she, my wife, she look, she's pointing at me. Hey, Daniel, that actor that you because I'm like in the movies, like the actor and gamer that you really like is like right behind you. I was like, no shit. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go say what's up. And she goes, no, don't. And I'm like, I'm going to go say what's up. So then as I get up, he gets up. And then he starts turning around. And like, so I'm like, fuck, I'm committed. I'm not going to give up. So I started following him. So he goes into the bathroom. Oh, Jesus. So I followed him into the bathroom. And he starts he starts taking the leak. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm in the bathroom. So then I'm washing my hands. And then when I was, when he came to watch this, I was like, Hey, what's up? You're John Butler, right? I'm like, Hey, big fan. Just wanted to say hi. And then that was it. And then my, I go outside and my wife's like, son, bro. She's like, you're a fucking idiot. You followed me to the bathroom. I was like, I was committed. I don't give up. You know what? I love the passion. I mean, when you commit, you got to ride it out, whichever way it goes. It's like, at that point you are committed. You're going down, you're going over the cliff or whatever. Yeah. That's great. But that happens, <laughs> and 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 you don't know if you're in an opportunity, and and if you're doing it for the right reason, not just because you're, you know, just want to meet a famous person, but you just want to tell, them, look, you've given me entertainment, and I appreciate you for that. Yeah, they, they probably enjoy that. But if you like stalk them into the shitter, never doing that again. Might be, uh, well, next time know, I'm just waiting outside the bathroom door. You lost your way there. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. You're like a puppy. You're like, I don't know where to go. I just go follow this guy. <laughs> was it a vegan restaurant? No, dude. Nobu Malibu was fish I know, and stuff. I wasn't, I I wasn't vegan back then. I'm you guys, Yeah. I, so what if I eat vegetables? No wonder you're so small. <laughs> I I think I ate meat for like if, 35 years. 35 years I ate meat. It wasn't a big deal. Do you think deal. if you ate eat more meat, you would have been taller? <laughs> it was a recent thing dude i just did it and like i now i kind of like it so now i just do it you know so do you think from all the vegetables you got shorter <laughs> no i just i mean i definitely don't age i definitely don't age no you don't age you don't look your age 
You yeah. know, I feel my age. I feel fifty. It's not a big deal. I don't like labels, man. I don't like. I don't. You know, I don't like labels. I don't like to food shame people. Equality. <laughs> Equality. <laughs> somebody i wear this shirt somebody walked by me it's just an equality shirt and then you know it's just it's a nike shirt and somebody walked by me was like yeah. equality will never happen and i was like cool and then i was like that was random <laughs> like i'm just wearing a t-shirt i'm gonna start saying that shit what is your what does your shirt say best, best dad ever dad ever so it's no funny such I thing, wore... asshole. i'm gonna walk by you like no such thing asshole that actually happened to me, not in those words, but um, I, I forgot where I was and I was with my kids and I'm wearing this shirt and my youngest, I don't know, this is a few years ago. So she's probably like five or six at the time. She's 10 now. And uh, maybe a couple of years ago. Anyways, I'm walking by this guy and the guy goes, that's bullshit. And I go, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I turn around and I'm like, and I turn and I turn around and I'm like, what? And I go, are you talking to me? And he goes, yeah, you with the best dad ever shirt. I'm like, yeah. He goes, like, your shirt is bullshit. That's a dick move. And I'm like, what? And he's like, it's a dick move. You know how many dads are out there? That's so disrespectful to dads. Fuck them. <laughs> and so I, I told my kids, earmuffs guys, and I said, fuck Dude, you. It's, it's a, a t-shirt. People are yeah. crazy. That's why. So, you know, it's funny. Like, uh, I forgot where I was. And I and I have like, a, I have a shirt that says vegan power. Oh, for Christ's no sake. No shit. And on so the back, it says Kambucha Lives. Oh my god! I used to go to this gym called F forty five. It's huge, and I remember I wore that shit one time, and like my my nickname on the board. They had like this leaderboard was Vegan Cholo, and uh, then like because uh, my friend was the owner. My friend Andrew is the owner, who we're probably gonna have on the show, and he like made my name, and I was like whatever. So I would always be number one, and like this one guy was like, "Who the fuck is this Vegan Cholo guy?" And I was like, "Oh, that's me." And like I had my vegan power shirt on, he was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> uh, and then he, and then he go, he, th- he told me I was on steroids, and I was like, "No, it's plants, bro. Shut the fuck up, it's plants." Yeah. I swear to God, this guy thought I was on steroids because I was, you know, pretty strong. Next time somebody says that to you, go, "Bro, not steroids, pesticides." Pesticides. Yeah, that's GMO vegetables. Yeah, GMOs, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what are GMOs? I did, what, did, we're, we're not here to learn anything okay <laughs> we are not we're not here to learn we're not here to teach yeah we we, we said you might accidentally learn some shit which means yeah. we accidentally said something that we had did. any sort of education everybody knows what a genetically modified organism is anyway so we're not going to talk about that because i don't want to make our listeners feel like they don't know anything well i don't know anything so I guess I'm listening to you right now, so you made me feel we know bad Bobby about doesn't know anything. That's why we don't get Bobby on the show because he doesn't really know much. I feel like Bobby you know, knows. See, what you're, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby knows everything. Bobby. Yeah, I, I disagree. That's rude. Bobby knows everything. Hey, Fuck Bobby, you, I know Bobby things. Knows, Bobby knows basketball. <laughs> Bobby buckets. I, you hey, you crossed I'll, anybody I'll, over this week? Uh, I, I did a little bit last night. Actually, my knees are fucking killing me though i started playing twice a week now and i'm feeling i'm feeling 50 just like you at this point oh weekend warrior stop it stop it who do you think you are you're i think i'm danny that's what i'm trying to keep up with him um are you vegan i I am but i just don't talk about it like he does (laughs) see no you're vegetarian you're not vegan there's Um, a difference but no you're you're (laughs) you're ridiculous gerard butler story 
Um, I was thinking about it. And, but like, you're so right about that whole approach. So like, I went to college at Oakland University, like small university here in Michigan. Um, right, It was right by where the Pistons used to play. So me, I always being at the basketball courts, I had the privilege of being around a lot of like the NBA teams when they came through to play the Pistons because they would come to uh, the rec center to do their practices and run like walkthroughs before games. So I'd be there just shooting around and then just be some random team that the Pistons are playing that night would come, like come in. And I was always so intimidated to just try and like talk to somebody or do anything. And, um, and then the Dallas Mavericks came through one day and they were just shooting around, finishing the workout. I was walking in the gym and this is the year, I think it was the year after Dirk Nowitzki won the MVP and he was finishing his workout. And I just like, I walked over to him like, Hey, what's up, Dirk? Like same thing, big fan. Mind if I shoot around with you for a little bit? Like, just because I wanted to ask, you never know if you're going to get the chance. I ended up doing like a full shoot around with like one of my favorite players ever, just because I decided to ask that day. Um, I didn't take a piss with him like you did with Gerard, but it was still a positive experience, you know? <laughs> we didn't we didn't play stream swords or anything like that. It was just a weird story. I, <laughs> I mean, the mental image I got is you're just sitting there washing your hands, just staring at him taking a piss. That's what I got Dude. out of it. <laughs> I, lo- I love you. I, I really liked your abs in 300, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what? 300 was cool. I really like Gamer. Uh, and like, oh, dude, the best one was when Gerard Butler with Jamie Foxx. That movie was the shit. The one oh, where that was, like, um, he blows up stuff. Uh, yeah, it was uh, what is something a Law-abiding citizen. citizen. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was good. What about no, the, so- uh, I, I know Danny saw the rom-com one with Katherine Heigl, whatever that was. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I watched tons of movies. When she was movies. like her 15 minutes of fame, and then she like fell off the planet. Oh yeah, but she was <laughs> she's like, for a while. She's like, I'm on great. She's like, I'm on Grey's Anatomy. I'm so much bigger than the show. And then it's like, and then that's career. That sucks. <laughs> Too bad. That could be us. Too bad. Yeah, it, it probably is us because we're doing this, thinking we're gonna be huge, and then our doctor career goes in the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> no that's my day job i'm definitely not quitting my day job so it's funny you talk about the mavericks so i did a meeting uh back in san francisco i want to say may of 22 or something like that and one of our upcoming guests pat st pierre who's a sommelier he's a level four sommelier and uh he's also an orthopedic surgeon and so he said we're gonna have a dinner and it's at this great restaurant in san francisco and he's gonna do the wine pairings for everything you have to pay your money and then you're going to get some screaming eagle you're going to get some scarecrow i mean you're getting some really 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 good wine so as we're walking in in front of me is uh what it's it's luca and bogan the super super tall dude he's like 714 yeah, uh and he's right in front of, yeah yeah boban is walking in and He's he's right in front of me, and I'm looking at him, and I'm six two, but this dude's got me by like a skyscraper. He is so tall, and we're all dressed up, and these guys are in sweats going into the place. Bobin's got a, a hoodie on, so I actually walked up to him, and he was literally right in front of me, and I just said, "Hey, Bobin," he's like, "Yeah," and I go, "You are by far my favorite," and I kind of pause. I go, "Actor in a State Farm commercial." <laughs> and Lucas thought that was the funniest thing he had ever heard. So Lucas is just 
So Luke is laughing. He's looking at me. He goes, oh, thank you. I, and I just pretended I was trying to get the rings off the table, like in this commercial. I go, will you clean the table? And then I said, actually, I really liked you and and uh, John Wick. Because if you remember, he's like the first guy he kills with yeah. a, shoves a book yeah. in his mouth. And But it was great. So the night goes on and we're sitting in this like room and the guys keep turning around to look every time they bring in these new bottles of wine. And all of a sudden they see the Screaming Eagle come in. And they're kind of at the door now, like, hey, can we come hang out with you guys? And so they were actually super, super cool. We had a great time with them. But but again, it's like I'm willing to make a fool out of myself. He could have looked at me and said, shut up, little man, and like hit me on the head. Like Once they see it, though, dude, game recognized game. You know, know. they know we're at the same level. We're just in yeah. a different field. Remember, we are <laughs> with surgeon athletes. They recognize That's right. that. And then you, everybody knows, dude, orthopedics are the movie stars of medicine, right? And, you see all the memes. You see it all on Instagram. Yeah. That's what it is. And one of our former <laughs> guests, Jimmy Howard, you know, who's a professional athlete. I saw him today. He said hello to you, too. So, hey, you know what? He yeah. said hi to you. How about <laughs> yeah. that? Well, that's because we're cool as fuck and we're nice and we talk to everybody. Yeah. Except just we just don't to like. be clear, if you guys are the surgeon athletes, Jimmy and all these guys are the professional athletes. I'm yep. just the dude who doesn't know shit and gets to appear on the podcast every now and then. Like, where do I fit into yeah. this equation here? So You're... you have the best spot. You have the best spot. Yeah. Because remember, I told you, we had people come up to us and say, hey, is Bobby really that chill? He's so normal. <laughs> You're the normal guy. You are absolutely the normal guy. We need a normal yeah. guy because Cuff Daddy's, you're like Val mind. Kilmer on Weird Science. You're like the guy behind the scenes. <laughs> well, here, here's what I'm gonna do though, just to to up the the normal guy uh, status quo with this. Um, you guys, I haven't even told you about this yet, but it's been Uh-oh. the process has already started. I've taken inspiration from both our our guy Chewy and from Sharif. Um, oh, about two about two months ago, I made the decision to number one, number one, grow my hair out. Number two, I'm growing the beard out too. That's low blow. You know I'm losing my hair. That's fucked up, Bobby. I see where you're at. Listen. (laughs) Hey, next time I I get a haircut, I'll send it out to California. (laughs) (laughs) No, so I'm I'm hopefully going to have the chewy stash, the Sharif man bun, and then I'm I'm a star in the making at that point. You are going to be beautiful. Before I started cutting my hair short, you know, I used to have like taller hair. And then Joe Abood would always be like, it looks like you're moving really fast. And then like I would go sideways and it really did. And I was like, fuck. So then that's why I shaved my head now and I have short hair. Um, so but you know what? That, that's what happens. I mean, but see, yeah. there it is again with with Joe made you self-conscious. No, no, no. You respected he him. He, you respected him so much that he's, he said something <laughs> about your hair. He's like, fuck, I'm going to cut my hair. No, because I was I knew I was holding on. I was holding on, dude. And I'm just going to own it. It's no big deal. MBD. It's all good. It's all good. So speaking of Joe Abood, for everybody who doesn't know Joe Abood, Joe Abood is probably one of the biggest shoulder and elbow surgeons in the country. He's uh, president of the ASCS Foundation. That's American Shoulder Elbow Surgeons. He's got his own meeting called Shoulder 360. He runs a fellowship, I think, for like the last 10 over some years. And I had the privilege of training with him at the Rothman Institute. And he showed me a little bit of what I know. Um, so we're going to have him on. Wow. We're going to have him on. So you're, is Joe you're kind around? 
Yeah, he's around, but you're kind of a dick. You said in the U.S. <laughs> he's in the world. I mean, he's, he's world, world famous. He's global. Oh, he's worldwide? Prestige he's worldwide. worldwide? Mr. 305 or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, what is it in Philly? What's the, what's the uh, area code in Philly? I don't know. What's the area code in Philly? Somebody, get, Well, whatever. He's Mr. Area code in Philly. 619. There, no, is it? All right, let's bring him on. Hey Joe. Hey. Hi Joe. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on this uh, this podcast. Um, you sound very excited. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta warm me up a little bit. Uh, so I got a question for you, Joe. So when you first met Cup Daddy uh, during his interview process, and then took him on as a fellow, yeah. At what point did he tell you he was vegan? He, I wasn't. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. Oh you know, my gosh. Uh, um. So, so Danny was the first fellow that I had on a full-time basis when I joined Rothman. So, you know, at, at that time I had moved from a different practice in the city, joined Rothman, and he was the first fellow. And uh, let's just say his hyperbole uh, is true. He is a very good surgeon. <laughs> it's a very good story. Um, yeah, nice. you know, I, I would say in all my years of training residents and fellows, top three. Not you don't have to say one. that. Not number one, Danny. That's cool. I mean, not hey. because you're not number one. It's just because honestly, the difference between one and two and three is hard to differentiate, and they have different skill sets. So, I would say, right. you know, variety of reasons. All my top three are probably equal. I would take any one of my top three as a number one pick. But see, you know that I just my I like to be good, and I just want to be in the conversation. So oh, for you're me, definitely like, in the, my, like, look, look, I'm in the conversation. I, I train six to seven residents a year and four fellows yeah. a year. That's eleven people a year for the last thirteen years, right? It's like <laughs> yeah. 135 people. And to to say to you to your face, yeah, <laughs> and knowing how good. big your I ego is, it. that you're in the I'm top not three. Not big. You know it, and I don't take. And you know I don't take. It's weird. I don't like compliment. I don't take compliments. But I'm not used to being complimented. I get. I get shy. You know. So thank you. Well, I don't like him either. <laughs> I, I mean it. I mean honestly, <laughs> like not many people could pull off the name Cuff Daddy. But you pull it off pretty good. Like when but I was. You know typing, funny? I'll be honest. When I was typing my name to get onto this, I was like, "What am I writing here? You got the American Pharaoh. You got Cuff Daddy. Like I'm just gonna say Joe Food because I, I don't really have a really cool name." And how about the Lebanese legend? You're, no, dude, the Lebanon Don. Uh, Ooh, I like I mean, that. <laughs> listen, that, I, I mean, <laughs> appreciate it. I don't, I don't think I'd refer to myself as that. Yeah, you that are was, the Lebanon Don. So. Although that would be pretty funny. In Miami, you need to come up on stage and say the Lebanon Don. And there it is. It's your name is officially Lebanon Don. Oh, we'll God. Get it on the oh, screen God. right there. Oh, God. Okay, this is, this. Oh, that's. That's gonna catch oh. like tomorrow. Oh god! Ah. Oh, the, it's all capital. Oh boy. Okay. And well, for you guys watching on YouTube, it is did, the. Did you know he's from Lebanon? 
You know, Did he's I? not, he's, yeah, dude. Like he's not from yeah. here. He's an immigrant. I know we all are. <laughs> I know you are. You're, you, you, you jumped no. over a wall. Oh, I was born here. I was born here. But Joe's, Joe's good. Like he came here, he started from nothing. I came, and, on, a, and now I, I came on a cargo ship. I literally, my first time out of the country, I was on a cargo ship. Like in a box? No, like, like literally the airport was closed because of the war. And so you had to take a cargo ship from the port all the way to Cyprus and then catch a flight from Cyprus. And my mom had unbelievable uh, motion sickness and vomited the entire trip on the, on the ship. And uh, I just remember just sitting there going, hmm, this is weird. Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, and so J Joe and I spent some time together in Scottsdale at a meeting a few weeks ago, and our stories are so similar of how we both got here. I was born here, but my brother was was like Joe. They, my dad snuck out of Egypt in 1969 with a two-year-old brother or a two-year-old son, who's my brother and my mom, and landed in New York with no idea what to do next. And so it was, it was just really interesting, like talking to Joe that our, our backgrounds are so, so similar, but yeah, it's crazy. So then how, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, just an older sister. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that's what gives you like your hustle? Like, you know, I'm always so impressed, you know, you're my, one of my role models. I mean, you're, you're constantly grinding. You're, you go to meetings, you give talks, you know, you're, you're doing the ASCS foundation president thing like do you think that that immigrant mentality is kind of fueling that like you're living the american dream and you you got to like you know go get it like how do you how do you continue that drive i mean you know i'm a, I'm a pretty uh, honest guy when it comes to stuff like that so you know you know all sort of things aside i think you always, at some level, especially as an immigrant, feel inadequate. You always feel like you're trying to prove that you belong, that you deserve to be at the table. And, you know, right or wrong, you know, you know when you're growing up and your food smells funny and you look weird and you wear funny socks and you tell your mom you, you, you don't want, you know, a side of hummus with your you know, pita bread sandwich when no one even knew what pita bread was in 1979. Like, you know, it's weird, right? It's weird. And you just want to be one of the guys or gals, right? And and so you try to fit in. How do you fit in? You fit in by trying to do the stuff that everyone else is doing and, and trying to be good at it. And you always feel, you know, you always have that rem remembrance of when you were younger and you were kind of shunned as being kind of a weirdo. Um, it's hard, right? I mean, I'm bearing it here. I'm not, I'm not holding back. I don't know who's going to be whistling yeah. to this, but I'm not embarrassed of it. I mean, I think it, it makes, in the end, it makes you stronger. But at the time, I don't think you necessarily go to yourself, gee, that was awesome. I'm glad I went through that. I'm glad somebody said to me, why are you wearing those weird things? Or why, you know, what's the evil eye thing that you wear on your necklace for? Like, right? I mean, that's a, yeah. that's the thing people wear in that region of the country. I don't know the world. I don't know why I wore it. I did. My parents told me to put it on. I put it on. Right. So, I mean, there are things that you just, you know, that you did that you were just kind of like embarrassed about and you overcompensated. For, right. That's so funny. Cause like nowadays, like people like die to be different. 
right? So we were we were all came in different, and you know we we're just trying to kind of fit in and make our way. And like now, everyone's like they they're looking for something to make them special, looking for something to make them different, right? So it's interesting how how that changed. It's, it's true. I mean, I, I think that you know, look, the world is very different now, and in many different ways, in good ways. Some some not some some good ones, but you know, I, I think that look, you look at the the climate in the world right now, what's going on. You know, I, I think these things keep repeating themselves and it's a shame because people are all people, you know, we have differences, we have problems. Selling them through communication and inclusion is the way to do it, right? But mm -hmm. yeah. when I was younger, it was, you had to assimilate because if you were different, it wasn't good, right? And that was hard. That was hard because, you know, it took me a long time to realize to be proud of being different and proud of other people for being different and just respect it. You couldn't be more correct. I mean, uh, the story about your food smells funny. I remember when I was a kid, my, my dad woke up early one morning and it was before school. And one of my favorite things growing up was it was uh, – eggs with what we'd call basterma, which is like a pastrami, but it's a lot more garlicky. Oh, I know. And so, uh, yeah, so it's great. So they made me this sandwich and I took it to school and I put it in my <laughs> locker. That fucking hallway smelled oh, yeah. like, like garlic. And everyone's like, what is that? <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know. And I was like, I literally took it, just threw it over the lockers into like three, three rows over. But so I know exactly what you're saying. And, and yeah, it's like, Again, this is, I don't want to sound, you know, hypocritical or anything, but yeah, it was like, you always wanted to be like what you were around. And so I went to a predominantly white high school and yeah, we had a few Arabs, you had a few African-Americans, but it was predominantly white. And so you did white things, so to speak. And you tried to be that because it was the easiest way to be part of everybody. But my name wasn't Brian. My name wasn't Steve. My name wasn't Tim. My name was Sharif. And people are like, what the hell is that? And you, they call at you least your name was yeah. Oh God! If I if I had a nickel for every time they call me the sheriff, I wouldn't be working on the no. podcast or as a doctor. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. but yeah, it was crazy. And so now it's so funny that everybody comes to me and like, oh, you're Egyptian. That's so cool. I'm like, where was that forty years ago? But you yeah, know, it's fine. But it's cool because it's super inspiring. Like both of you guys, like especially Joe, like. I like I like Joe. Like I became friends with him as a fellow, and I was like, you know, this guy's cool. He's a little he's a little quirky. He's kind of funny, you know. He's kind of all over the place, but he's super smart. He's a good surgeon. So like I was like, oh, he's kind of like me, you know. And then I, I kind of see Joe going out and you know make a name for himself, and and you know he's big in academics, and that's inspiring for me at least because I'm like, wow, you know, if if uh, Joe could do it, like I could do it too. So. You know, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, Joe, you, you've done it. And like, even you're only a couple years older, maybe a year older than me, not even that much older, but like gr going through my training, your name was on everything. So I always pictured you being like 10 years older than me because you had <laughs> accomplished so much. So you made me feel pretty inferior when you said you're like a year older than me. I was like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm just to be clear. I'm 51. I just turned 51 50. two weeks ago. And, um, I, I feel 51, uh, you know, uh, but I just, I just turned 50 in June. So you're, 
you know, there it is. You're yeah. a year old, not even a year older, but you've accomplished so much more. So good for you. Uh, but I aspired because I, I looked at the name even before I knew you well. I looked at the name. I'm like, this is this guy's been through my shit too. And so I was so inspired by all the stuff you had accomplished. And, and when we became friends, I was like, this. And, and to find out you're super down to earth, we were just talking about this before you came on about meeting people that you think may be one way and then meeting them be like, wow, they were super cool or the opposite. Like Cuff Daddy just told us that he went into a bathroom with Gerard Butler to say hello. Um, so I, at least I didn't have to like chase you into the shitter. But I've been I've been so like I'm so pleased to like have gotten to know you and, and, and like you inspire me to do more. And, and one of the questions I have is, through all this, like when I look at your days and I see you on Instagram and you're here, you're there, you're everywhere. You got two meetings. You got the shoulder 360 that I want to talk to you about in a bit, but don't you also have the mid Atlantic meeting yes. is also yours. Yeah. So you have two big meetings. You, you do like 43 cases on a Monday when you get back from all these meetings, you still have an incredibly busy practice. You write prolifically. You're part of every FDA thing that comes through so that we get to use the products that are coming out in the market. Everybody wants a piece of you. How do you do it? How do you say yes? How do you decide what to say no to? And how do you fit all that into 24 hours and still be a dad and a husband? Yeah. Um, well, I think that, you know, I think a lot of what you guys are saying is very nice, but I, I must say I have plenty of failures. Uh, I'm happy off camera to discuss all of them with you. Because they're numerous, too numerous to count. So, uh, you know, what you see isn't always what you get. So let's just be transparent. We all have our struggles. We all have things that we wish we could do better. That, in retrospect, we wish we had done better. And maybe in the future, we'll say we we, we tried to do better, but we just couldn't. Right? Um, you know, when people talk about saying yes and no, you know, I, we've all heard the proverbial. When you say yes to something, you say no to something else. When you say some yes to some things, though, you also experience things that you had no idea that what they were and what they are and what they lead to, right? And so that uncomfortable stretch that you sometimes do by saying yes to things that you were kind of like, eh, why am I doing this? And you do it and you go back and you say to yourself, wow, that actually, that like trans transformed me for a second. Like, you know, um, so last Thursday, I'll give you an example. I'm part of this research study group. It's called Avant-Garde. They're, 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 um, they're based out of Boston. They, they came out of the Harvard group. And they have, a, they have a meeting to, you know, discuss kind of current research, things they're doing. They get some keynote speakers. And, you know, I'm at this meeting, and, you know, Amy Edmondson, who is the, the lady who basically wrote the book on psychological safety is one of their keynote speakers. And I'm listening to this lady talking about how failure can, can be very successful for you and how you need to fail to really succeed and how companies, particularly companies that want to come out with new products, they need to iterate and fail. If, they, if everything they iterate always succeeds, there's going to be a failure that you just did not, you know, test for. And I was just, inspired and I said to myself I flew up two hours back two hours didn't see patients that they lost revenue but that was a very meaningful experience for me and well worth the yes even though I said no to a lot of other things that day so you know 
it's stuff like that that you go that you go through and you say that was a really meaningful experience for me. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I I don't I don't have a, I don't have a secret answer. I mean, honestly, I think that I I try to I think everyone who truly is a good leader takes good care of the people around them and respects and understands how much value they add to you. I mean, I I'm nothing without my medical team, my medical assistant team, my front office team, my research team, the, the students that entrust their future in working with me, right? I mean, those those research fellows, those clinical fellows, those residents that work so hard for me, I, I work just as hard. I try back. And I always give the example of, you know, when I was a fellow, Jerry Williams was probably like 45 years old. You know, I was probably 31, 32. So about a 14 year difference. I mean, when you think about 45, 46, now it seems very young to me. But at the time I was like, this guy's the man, right? Working with him and, and Ramsey. <laughs> and, you know, he hadn't become ASCS president. He hadn't become academy president. But I knew I had my shit together when I was the OR with him. And if I didn't, holy shit, there's, there's, there's going to be hell to pay. So I had everything. I was, he was my, he was, you know, he was my man and I had to, I had to respect my man, but you know what, when I finished the name of Jerry Williams paid dividends in my career to this day. Right. And he paid it back so many times over by what he did and how hard he grinded in the ensuing 15 years since I've been out as a, or 18 years since I've been a fellow. So you, I feel like I owe it to the people who train with and around me to, to pay it back to them because they work really hard for me, and it's not all monetary, right? It's not all how much you pay them or if you buy them lunch. It's what you give them back in the future, right? When you, when you when I say Jerry Williams, you know that gets me into the door. It doesn't get me to, to, to sit at the table, but it gets me through the door at least for an interview. And that's all I can say is to thank him for that, and that's how I try to pay it back. For sure. I mean, it's just like letters of rec, right? Like when you got letters of rec, I remember I had Dr. Taboni's letter of rec when I went to go interview with you guys. And, and that was like my, my, my gate, you know, my, my door breaker or whatever you call it. And I got in and I got an interview and then I luckily matched with you guys. And I, it wasn't even on my radar. I didn't think I was going to go to the Rothman. And then I got in, I was like, Oh shit, I fucking got in. And then, so, you know, you remember when I was there, I mean, I just, I had a one year and I was like, I want to learn as much as I can. I'm just going to bust my ass. And yeah, so it kind of works out and we all, you know, we all hang out together and we all learn from each other, look up to each other. But um, I think, I think you're right. You know, I have a, a big group of, of colleagues, Sharif, you included in our organizations now, and we all kind of do stuff together and grow together, which is, it's been pretty cool. I mean, I, I definitely love my job and career path. And a lot of it is because of the stuff that you made me do that at the time, I wasn't sure it was going to help me. We were just talking about it. Like when you would make me make PowerPoints or, or review articles or read stuff, like, you know, I thought it was busy work, but I realized later, you know, like a dad to his son, like, Oh, that made me better. And I'm better for it. So I kind of like, you know, use those lessons and emulate them now. So, you know, it's been, it's been a good um, mentor mentee thing we have. <laughs> One of the things I love watching is you too. It's you can tell the care and, and the love for each other you have and the respect because it, it's funny, you know, we, we all are, I don't know if Cuff Daddy at Kaiser, you had residents. I know you don't now in, in practice. Yeah. UCLA. Yeah. So training these guys, there are some that stick out in your head between your residents and fellows that you've trained. 
And there's a lot that you're like, oh God, I remember him, but they, they're just, they're there. They did a great job. They moved on, but there's certain ones that capture your attention. And I can only imagine what Cuff Daddy was like during <laughs> his, I mean, because what the, the story I told when we first met, when Cuff Daddy and I met was he walked up to you, Joe, and he was like this Tasmanian devil and just kind of spinning around the bar. And he walked up to him like, who is this kid? Is this like a med student? Is this like a research assistant? For And then he came up to you and started talking to you. And I'm like, okay, so he knows Joe. All right. And then so I'm like, okay, maybe he's like trying to, you know, get a spot or something. Because he, 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 he appears very young. And so then, then Jerry walks up and then he starts talking to Jerry. I'm like, holy shit, he knows Jerry too. And at that point, I started putting, piecing it together. I walked up to him like, who are you? Explain. And that's when he told me. And it was just like, and that's how we met. And then it wasn't until short of 360 this year that we got to be better friends. But it, I could only imagine because he's very unique. I, I love him dearly. But he's very unique and he's not cut from the same cloth as most prototypical, nor am I, of prototypical residents and fellows. So like when you first met him, did it? Did you have to like pull him aside and be like, I love your energy, but just you're, you're like at an eight right now. I need you like at a two. Did that ever happen? Uh, you know, honestly, no, it didn't. Because honestly, <laughs> you know, so my fellows and residents know that I am very involved day-to-day -day cases and so you know when he was operating and i was watching you know all i can say is i was watching and i was like he's doing it perfect so i would talk to the staff paying attention obviously but talking to the staff because I'm like he's doing exactly the way i would want him to do uh, so no he, he his energy never the thing that caught me the first time is when he told me he went to Budokan for dinner. And, I, and I'm like, Budokan? So Budokan is a pretty nice restaurant in Philly. I had my engagement dinner, okay? So I get engaged. I'm like, you know, saving all my money to take my immediate family to our engagement dinner to Budokan. And he's like, yeah, I took the family to Budokan. I'm like, family? Oh, well, how many kids you got? And he tells me, I'm like, huh, you took your whole family to Budokan for dinner as a resident. And then he tells me he's living in St. James Place, which is like a pretty bougie place to live. <laughs> We're like, hot damn, this guy's lit. So then I go to visit his house, right? So he's, oh, God. to this day, he's the only fellow to ever invite me to his house for dinner. And Jen makes this unbelievable dinner. Mexican dinner. She, she, like, the food had labels. It was like, it was like gourmet. <laughs> I thought they got a cater. She makes this beautiful dinner. Their house is decorated to the nines. They've been there for like three months, right? My house, meanwhile, still has like, you know, crap all over the place, you know. And, and I'm like, how do they do it? And they're 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 an amazing couple. And listen, my my wife, you know, dictates my my life in a lot of ways, just like a lot of our wives or, or significant others do. And she immediately loved Danny and Jen. And I can tell you that. There are very few people she would be like, let's travel to California and visit them. They're number one on the list. They're so <laughs> they're so down to earth and fun. And their kids are great. And I, I know you're Sharif's like, shut up, man. This is like a love fest. But it's true, man. No, I love it. Like, I, no, you know, this is great. This is we gotta get you we gotta get you guys out here and go golfing at Pebble Beach. Yeah, I mean all of yes. us. We can't golf. I mean yeah. my I can't can. golf either, but we're gonna yeah. go. 
I can. No, I mean, he, his speech, <laughs> actually, you know, I tried to talk him into taking a job with us, but every other word was LA and LA and LA man and LA and LA. And I was like, well, I, I this isn't LA, but you know, truth be told, um, as Jerry Williams once said, he could take a bag of shit and turn it, turn it into chocolate chips. About Dana. <laughs> I'm gonna no, have to bring it, somebody on to the pod to to boost my ego up now. No, dude, it's been good. I mean, and that's why, like, we're all you know, we go to we go to Shoulder 360, and and I I feel like I see you guys enough. Um, uh, so <laughs> let's talk it. about that. We were gonna ask him about that. Talk, ask him. Can about I ask him one quick question though? When you went yeah. to his house, did he have any interesting artwork or anything? <laughs> Who, Joe? No, he at your cool- house. At your house. <laughs> Well, Joe, do you dude, to- <laughs> there are some pictures that that were, you know, um, you know, they were tasteful. tasteful. I, I just probably would have kept them in my in my personal bedroom, not in the family room. So they uh, were like pregnancy pictures, you know, yeah. how people take those. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, can you, do you remember the Vanity Fair cover, uh, uh, Demi Moore? <laughs> yeah, kind of like that with him in it. So. <laughs> So instead of her arms covering her, not, her let, junk, let, 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 me, let, me, yeah. let me tell you the first picture you see when you walk into his house. Okay, all right. You, all right. He opens the door and there's a sh- picture of him shirtless, nice with a biceps <laughs> curl and his child laying across his arm. True or not, Danny? True. And I'm like this. Oh, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> then I go in the family room and I look left and I'm like, oh, can't look there. Gotta keep my eyes straight ahead. And if your eyes were drawn to it, the rest there's of the night, a Vanity Fair picture, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, we're gonna play. We're gonna play. I think we played Xbox. What did we play? We played uh, that dance game. Dance, dance. What is that game? Uh, you were- dance, dance, uh, dance, dance revolution. No, no, no. it was oh, the one you guys gosh. scored like ten thousand points. Yeah, yeah, dance, dance. Where you know where you dance and you hit the arrows. Yeah, yeah the music. And honestly, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, wow. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, without, without saying too much, and you know, Sharif, you got to come over to my house, bro. My house is I fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> his house. No. I mean, I've never been to his house in LA, but I can imagine it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> no, I like to entertain. You know, if I have people over, like you know, I like to entertain. I I, I appreciate people's friendships and that they're gonna come to my house. So I'm gonna come I to try your to house. make it fun. You know, I'm gonna come to your house. I promise. Oh, dude, I'm gonna hook you up. You're gonna have so much fun at my house. Can we have non-vegan tacos? Can, can dude, we're gonna have rent- a fucking performer? Oh shit! Like, <laughs> like, like a fire thrower and shit. So wait, I gotta tell you this story. So he has me out. No, no, he doesn't have me out. Uh, Congress, Congress with Phoenix has me out to give a talk, grand rounds. And so they take us out to dinner. And they take us to a steak place, and this is when he had become a vegan. And they were all ordering steak. He's like, I'm gonna have a salad, and are all looking at it like, what the heck's going on with this guy? He, he went vegan. And he's like, oh, for my birthday, we're going to have, what are you going to have? You're going to have a burger. That was your big treat for your birthday. You're going to have a burger. I, was, I was, like, was it real meat or was it plant-based? Plant-based. Yeah, yeah. so pathetic. And, and you know what? <laughs> so, Joe, when we started this podcast, the goal was have a cocktail, hang out. This dude comes up and he has kombucha every week. What's kombucha? Hard kombucha. Hard kombucha. I have no idea. Either way. Either way. I don't know. I don't, I don't like even, 
All it's I know what it is. I know what it no. is. And and he's you know he's got a tap in his backyard of kombucha instead of beer. Was that right? So yeah. Huh. He is having a party at his house. He's having a vegan kombucha party every night at Casa de Acevedo. It's quite Dude, we place. have a lot we have a lot of parties. It's sad that you guys don't live next to me because I would have all you guys. I'm coming Come over. Come over. All right. So now that we're talking about travel, let's let's talk a little bit about Miami and yeah. Shoulder 360 course. And I got my Formula One Miami Grand Prix 2022 hat. Nice. And so so I'm excited for 2024 when we we're down there. So you you grabbed two great dudes with Rafi and Paul uh, and said, hey, let's let's make this amazing course that is going to have the best shoulder surgeons in the world, but also be different. So how did this like all transpire? How long did it take you to get there? And, you know, the vibe is so different than any other meeting. So it's, it's I want you to, you know, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, Rafi and I had co-chaired a course together in Vegas for a couple of years. And we had said at some point, we would love to do a course in Miami. I, I have a condo in Miami. I love Miami. Uh, I love the fact that it's so diverse. It's so natural, right? Um, so to me, when you go to Miami, you're still in the continental U.S., but there's all types of culture and flavors and everything going on. And I love the music and the food and the vibe. And it's, it's you know, the beach. It's, it's fun. It's just a, it's natural fun. Um, you know, there are a lot of places that are nice in the world, like like Vegas or or Dubai, but a lot of times they're 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 very overdone and artificial. You know what I, what I like about Miami is it's pretty natural. Um, so Rafi and Paul and I have always been really good friends. Actually, Rafi and I, when I was a when I was a resident, and he was a junior attending, or maybe he was a Kerlin Joe fellow, wrote a uh, uh, in training review book together. That's how we met. I, I met him artificially through a publisher. They, they said, this would be a good guy for you to kind of be co-editor with. And I was just like, okay, cool. That was the first time we met. And then we hadn't seen each other for a while. Then this, the Vegas thing happened. We started doing a course together. And, and then we were like, you know what? When you, when you run a course, if, if you're doing it under the auspices of another entity, you run the academic portion. But they run the entire marketing portion, the spend, everything else. And, you know, it's nice academically to chair the academic side. But if you don't have control on the marketing and the revenue side, then you can only push the envelope so much, right? I mean, if, if, if you don't control the checkbook, then you have no idea what your spend can or can't be. Um, and you also don't have any idea of, of the approach to industry because there's three customers right there's there's the attendee there's the faculty and there's the industry and they're all very important and so when you're a, a, a chair but not running the meeting you you cater to the attendee and maybe the faculty but industry is not not yours and industry is an important partner for us for all of us right we they, they are hand in hand in what we do how we advance patient care and so that never sat well with Rafi and I. And so, you know, with Mid-Atlantic, I started that with Jack Kazanjian and then Anand Murthy and Brent Weasel and Jerry Williams. We started that in 2010, 2011. So it had, a, it had an experience running a meeting, but it was a smaller scale. 
it's 145 people, it's a one-day meeting, it's a local meeting, it's to get regional engagement, people to co-mingle in a region, right? And and we had looked at New England shoulder elbow and said, hey, they're doing a great job up there. You know, there's no reason the Mid-Atlantic region, which is so rich in in shoulder history, you know, Dr. Near, Columbia, everything, we can't have a regional meeting here and have it somewhere that's fun and affordable and, you know, became D.C. So it's it's kind of the D.C. regional meeting. And it's usually always the Friday after Labor Day. And so when we started putting Shoulder 360 together, we understood, you know, how to get a nonprofit together, the legalities of, of, of that stuff, who to bring in for exhibits. We we had a good recommendation for meeting planner. Uh, uh, Anita's an amazing meeting planner for us. And so we had all the parts of a great team. And then Rafi, Paul, and I, we complement each other. And the funny thing about it is, we all have different strengths and different weaknesses, the three of us. Um, and when we did the first meeting, I talked to Basim Al-Assad and I said to him, God, it went so smoothly, the three of us. He goes, of course, uh, a Libra, a Pisces, and a Virgo. Now, mind you, I have no idea what the other two guys' signs are. I know I'm a Virgo. So now I'm like, and he, he is kind of a pretty interesting character. He can guess your sign in a second. And so I'm like, I go to Paul and Rafi, I go, you guys, Libra and Pisces, though, yeah, like, well, Basim said, that's the perfect three that work together. So it'd be interesting to see what your two signs are because that'd be interesting to see how this is all working for you guys. Because I got to tell you, we meet a ton, me and Rafi and Paul meet a ton to go over every detail of the meeting from the agenda to the faculty, to the line items, to the swag, to the faculty gift, to the dinner. And it's, you know, it's a labor of love. Just love doing it. And we see some of what we're doing out there and others are, 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 are doing similar things. And it's great because it, people always say, well, there's a lot of shoulder meetings. How are you going to survive? I go, a lot of restaurants. The way you survive is first, location. Second is product. And making sure you stay on top of the product. The minute you have a restaurant and the owner stops coming and people are running the restaurant to the ground, it fails. So we as, as the three are super engaged and involved and we share in, in the decision-making. I think that's the key to the success of it. And anyone can copy it, but it's not that easy because honestly, we meet all the time. I mean, like we talk almost daily through text or, or voicemails, but we have almost, right now we meet every other weekend. Towards the time of the meeting, we meet every weekend for one to two hours. And then we meet with the rest of the team, you know, our AV people, our exhibitor people, our meeting planner, once a week. So it, it's 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 a lot of fun though. We, I love it. I mean, I, I gotta tell you, I look forward to that. Now this will be our third year having it. I can't wait. That's like the highlight of my year. I look forward to it. You know, we're I, going no, to Miami. We're, we're doing it there this year. That listen, if it doesn't blow your socks off, you, you can ask me for whatever you want. All air right now, and I'll agree to it because that's how good it's going to be. Wow! You hear that, everybody? Sign up for Shoulder Three Hundred and Sixty. It's in May, twenty twenty. It's a faculty dinner, though. I mean, you know, it's for faculty. <laughs> you can I mean, sign up. Meet- you can't come to the dinner. The meeting's dope. I mean, I love the meeting. I feel like the meeting was made for me because it's everything that I like. I get to learn. I get to see my friends. It's got an awesome vibe. They play music. And at night, there's like a ton of nightlife. There's fancy restaurants. There's the clubs. I mean, it's just like the perfect place to have a meeting. 
So with that being said, what's really cool about this meeting, and I want to ask you, who came up with this idea for the for the meeting? Um, it's unique in the sense that most meetings you go up on the podium, you say what you say, you sit down, there may or may not be a panel discussion after, and then you go sit down. This one is you get up, there's really no podium, you kind of walk the stage, your slides are up, so it's almost like a TED Talk. And then you have three or four surgeons on the other side of the stage eyeballing you, and, and they're going to rate you after. And there's also a gong. So if you suck, you get gonged. And I may have, you may have gone slightly over this year, Joe, and I may have gonged you. I got gonged. Yep. I got gonged. Yep. I got to tell you, for someone who didn't expect to be gonged, which I didn't, it is a little bit frightening because <laughs> you're on your game and you're delivering, and then someone gongs you and it makes you shudder for a second. It guards you. train of thought, and you just sit down and go, I'm defeated. Um, so, well, know, that was not my goal. That was not, you told me if I go over, gong me. So, yeah. No, uh, we, we, we came up with the judges because we were going to have, we had the first year kind of like a sweet 16. And then we went to have an elite eight, a final four with techniques. And we were going to have judges for it and scores. And then we said, you know what? We, you know, instead of like a moderator asking some canned questions or reading the audience, having judges there. And, you know, we purposely make sure the judges are, you know, let's just say Christian Gerber would be a judge this year, right? I mean, there are people that you know, know the literature, and they're going to call bullshit on you if you're bullshit. And that is what, you know, we like about the fact that there's judges. So the talks, you know, they're typically five to six minutes, and there's four minutes of judge discussion. That can be very quick, or that can be an eternity if you're getting slaughtered. Right. And if you go over, you get gone. Or if your topic kind of sucks, if people are getting bored, you get gone. And we'll have other things that come out this year that are different to kind of keep people kind of energized. Because look, the world is very different now. Right. I mean, things are very quick. And so meetings have to take on the social media vibe. And if they don't, listen, you're spending your, the most important commodity, your time. You're away, some of you are away from your family. You're spending some money. And if you get nothing in return or not a very good product in return, you won't be back. So all those things have to be addressed for all the customers, right? So mm -hmm. the, the faculty, the attendees, and industry. And, and I think they're all very important. And you also can't get too big because, you know, one of the things that I love about the meeting is when we congregate, you know, in different areas and the ratio of faculty to attendees, like, you know, one faculty for every three attendees or so, it's very intimate. You get to meet, I think, the legends of shoulder surgery in an intimate environment and talk to them over a three-day period of time. And this year, as you know, we're having Formula One on Sunday, and we already have, I think, 50-some people registered to go to that, of which 85% are faculty. So that's going to be a lot of fun because it'll be an opportunity to kind of let our hair down, watch Formula One, enjoy a social time together. Um, you know, in a unique opportunity. I, I, you know, it was by accident. We hadn't planned it that way. I mean, I like to say that Shoulder 360 came first, then Formula One, then Lionel Messi. You know, so <laughs> we set the trend. I mean, maybe that's kind of gutsy to say, but it, that's the truth. That's the well, timeline. What's What's funny is people ask me about your meeting, and I say, imagine this. You're you're going to a regular meeting. You're just going to go listen, and you're going to go sit down, and you're going to try to maybe listen to whatever that guy said and you probably heard it three times over at a different meeting however 
if you go sit at the bar with Joe Bood and he's talking to you about shoulder arthroplasty, he's going to have a really candid kind of, he's going to bullshit with you, but he's also going to teach you. And it's going to be in a way where you're going to learn, but it's going to be fun. And you're just going to be hanging out. That's the vibe of this meeting. It's, it's imagine having the meeting in the bar and everyone's having a good time. Everyone's there to have fun, but also learn a great deal. That's how I feel that meeting is set up. And that's why I think when I went, I was like, this is so different than anything I've ever been to. And because of that meeting, Bill Levine does not want to talk to me because I gave him an 8.5 and he still texts me like it should have been higher. But it's, it is funny that, you know, here we are six, eight months later and he's, he's still, you know, kind of mad at me, but I've, I've tried to make it up to him, but uh, I don't know. It's dangerous though. It's too, it's too damn fun. Like I could never it be is. in charge of this meeting because I would just go too far on the fun side and nobody would learn shit. <laughs> but, but, but there's a guy that's you know rolling cigars and there's a guy i mean you're handing out all kinds of swag and it, it's just fun and in the process so, you go home and you're smart it's unlike this my, podcast you're not going to learn anything here so i brought my i brought my son who was was he 17 i think he was 17 at the time a whole family was there we were at the cuban uh mingle and my son's there you know he's too cool for school a lot of times and and he starts looking at all of us and we're all swagged out everyone's having a good time they're rolling cigars and he's like hey dad like are, are all these your friends i'm like yeah these are my doctor friends and they're like they're they're all doctors and he's like yeah and like in his head he's like fuck he's like i think that's what kind of made him want to be a doctor because he was like dude these guys are cool and then so i don't know i think it's an, it's a nice way to showcase like you know how normal all the orthopods are the shoulder guys we're all collegial and and they're regular we're all regular people and we're all very successful and we know how to go, have a good time so it's it's probably my favorite meeting for sure without a doubt well, until I there's a appreciate... star oh oh go ahead go, go, go ahead the no, I, I appreciate the, the 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 kind words you know i, I think that <clears throat> you know i don't take any of it for granted um none of us do paul Ralphie, myself I think each each year we got to bring it. Uh, we know it. Uh, again, you're only as good as your last day. So, you know, last year's over. This year's on. So we have a question for you, and uh, because we had Shenard and Albert Lin on a few weeks ago, and we were talking about swag and like people's style and things like that. Not sure if you caught that episode. Probably not. Nobody. I think I, we had I, like six. I, I caught the teardrop on. Albert Lin's face. I kept looking at his face for the teardrop. That, that's the answer, yes. Oh, my God. So we were thinking, and it's up to you because we have a couple different options. We're going to run it by you. Number one, to have like a um, runway show of of orthopedic style. Maybe like Chenard comes out in a suit or something like that. Uh, that was one. Or number two, the other option was death matches because we had talked about a death match between Tony Romeo and Spiro Karras. <laughs> and because that would be a good one. So we were trying to think of some maybe side events for Shoulder 360. We could discuss uh, offline, so, but so, I mean, we have some you know, ideas. It's, it's funny. I'm not going to say anything, but your runway comment is going to be very apropos. Let's just put it that way. Okay. All right. I like where this I is can't, I can't have a spoiler, but just say that Whatever you said, just. Uh... So he's saying, bring the red bottom shoes, Cup Daddy. Bring <laughs> the red bottom shoes. Yeah. yeah, I'm off that. I do silent luxury now. Silent luxury. Silent luxury. What is silent luxury? 
<laughs> it's like the next level. It's like less label and just, you know, silent luxury. So Uniqlo? Like all that French stuff that like you can't really say what kind of clothes it is, like that shit. Gotcha. Oh, wow. I see he's ma- he's making way too much money in LA. I don't I don't know. I can't afford I can't afford those. So I don't know. Hey Bobby, come on for a second. I got a question for you. It's funny you talk about Bassum because he actually when he texts me, he says, Hey Mr. Gemini. So he's figured out I'm a Gemini. So Bobby, Gemini yeah. and Taurus, do we work together well? Oh, not not even a little bit. No. Not for my brief oh, research. That- so. All right. <laughs> It's all so, bullshit. so this is a short-lived podcast. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, this I is mean, episode twelve. It was crazy when he said that. I was like, "Wow!" And when he when I asked the guys, and they were like, "Yeah," I'm like, "God damn." He came to me one time and he said, "Hey, you're a Gemini," and I said, "How do you know that?" I go, "I mean," and I was trying to think back as he said that. Did I post anything about my birthday on anywhere? And he he just said, "No, there's two of you." And Gemini, there's two. And I said, what do you mean there's two of me? He goes, you have two personalities. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you have this. And he, he was dead on because there's this personality and then there's the one when I'm a doctor. And so he knew immediately just by my actions that I was Gemini. I was, I was fascinated. He's super cool. I like that. I like him a lot. We're going to have him on the show. Yeah, he'd be fun. Oh. So, yeah, that's all, Bobby. All right. See you guys later then. <laughs> no, you can hang out. Bobby wants hey. to come down to Shoulder 360. Can we bring our producer down to Shoulder 360? Everyone is welcome. There it is. They what told you got, me Bobby? you paid for it, though, Joe. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. We're over budget. Listen, hmm. nonprofits still have to, still have to be in the, in the black. They can't run in the red. And they also have to be <laughs> compliant. Absolutely. Now, we're gonna, I think Absolutely. we're going to do... We're, we are going to do a show. I think we're going to do a Podstar show down there uh, at the hotel, if you're cool with that. So we're, we're going to bring, bring a step down. and repeat. A Podstar, not a doctor, step and repeat. Oh, listen, um, guys, <laughs> like they say, any press is good press. Um, so we're more than happy and accommodating. Um, you know, the, the we, we got the fro and the flow. The, the fro, fro is going to be there as well. <laughs> Um, Perfect. So it'll be, it'll, you know, listen, it's a, uh, it's a, it's organized fun, you know, and uh, it'll be a good time. Um, there'll be some surprises. But th- sure. this is exactly what we always joke about with Scott that, you know, the ortho show is the daytime. This is our nighttime. It's like, who is every, who is the Lebanon Don at night and just get to know you versus just the doctor <laughs> side. I, I like the Lebanon Don. That's real nice. I love that. I can't wait to introduce, I, I'm going to introduce him somewhere like that. If it's okay. Uh, I'm still really kind of scared of Joe cause I don't want to upset him. So I'm always like, if it's okay. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to cut you out of the meeting. I know. I'm like, damn it. It was one and done. <laughs> and you have to pay. It was one and done. So <laughs> then I'm going to have to I, be an attendee. I, I, I think it's a good form to, to say this. So we do have a couple things that we ask. I mean, I'm sure you guys have experienced this when you're chairing meetings. People ask, hey, can can I be faculty? And, and honestly, you know, you, you have a budget that's so much, for, and there are so many people that are deserving. So, you know, I, I've said that, you know, it'd be great if someone wants to really be faculty to go one year and see if they really like the meeting because honestly it's a different vibe meeting and if it's not your style you might find it too fast paced 
or maybe, you know, you got to have thick skin because you got to be able to handle some of the criticism that's going to come your way, which is constructive, but it's in a different fashion. So, you know, I, but honestly, I think it's very important that you give opportunity to a lot of people because you also don't want to become the meeting, like a lot of meetings where I'll use myself, for example, Joe Boone's there. Okay, who cares? He's, he's at the end of the meeting too. You want to you want to diversify. You want to make sure that, especially the young people, are getting an opportunity to do it. So, you know, people prove themselves. They get up on the podium and they do a great job, and we have them back. And you know, we have to cycle through. And it's a fair way to do it. No, I I had a blast, and it, it's funny. I came down last year as an attendee, and you guys were nice enough to invite me up on stage because I, I guess I filled in for a couple of people that that didn't show, which was. An honor for me. I wasn't prepared for it initially. One of our speakers was, like, was oh, okay. asleep uh, in his room. We couldn't get him up, so we got you up. No, just kidding. No, you're off. Yeah, it's fine. No, I I enjoyed it, and uh, and it's since ended my friendship with Bill. But it was still so much fun. But uh, it it was worth every cent to come down there. And you're right; it is a totally different vibe. And I think that for those listening that are thinking about coming to a shoulder meeting. And trying to just get a different feel, have a blast, but also learn from the best and also just a ton of information at you. This is your meeting. It's it's worth every cent. It's worth every cent. And then Cuff Daddy will be there too. And now Bobby's gonna be there. So wow. <laughs> Bobby, what do you got? You're gonna play you got a game for uh Joe? Oh, I got a game for Joe. Oh, yeah. let's we're play gonna, a game. We're gonna have some fun here. So Joe, I was told um, being a Philadelphia guy, you're a 76ers fan. And so typically on these episodes, uh, Danny likes to play his little games. Sharif has his own that he'll bring out once in a while. So this week it's my turn because the guys have really been talking down on me lately. They literally told me earlier that I know nothing. So I want to get involved a little bit. So um, we're going to play a little. It's, it's a pseudo 20 questions about the Philadelphia 76ers. But I want everyone to get involved because I feel like if I did it just with you as a fan, it would be a little too easy. So, Andrew Tony. Round- oh, sorry. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do this round robin style. I picked out one Philadelphia 76er. I want you guys to go around the horn one at a time, twenty questions, yes or no answers um, only, and see if you can figure out who this player is. So I think right. we got to start start with Joe and let him take the lead. Do you have like hints or Current something or like a player. picture? No, not an active player. Did he win a championship with Philadelphia? No. Dead or alive? Oh, we gotta let Danny go. <laughs> Charles Barkley. <laughs> this is why I wanted it to be a team event because I know Danny doesn't know shit about that. Terrible. So that is, ter- <laughs> that is, is it Charles Barkley ter- or not? Terrible. It is terrible, not Charles terrible. Barkley. Okay. You want to stick with that, that other He is alive. Was he a guard? <laughs> he was not a guard. Ooh, okay. Moses Malone. Is he on the Lakers now? Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I forgot to add the uh, most important role with this. I, only Joe gets to guess. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <What>? Okay. <laughs> we got to put a little pressure on the guest here. Have some fun with it. Okay. Um, wait, Danny, oh. what you, would you say? Is he on the Lakers now? He's not on the Lakers now. 
Did he play in the 80s? Wait your turn. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's my game this week. I get to have a All right, fine. No, Joe's thinking. Yeah. He's having thought here. Does he have a beer? Is he really fat and plays now? Did... James Harden. <clears throat> no. Was he ever an MVP? He was not an MVP. Well, then nobody's going to know who he was. Oh, no. Joe's going to get him. You're only seven <laughs> questions in. You guys got plenty more. Did he play in the 80s? He did he not did. play in the 80s. Ooh, all right. Is he white? Oh, wow. That's, that's not white. I mean, <laughs> no, like... it's not. It's, there's not that many. So it could have been. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you didn't narrow down much. That's honestly a waste of a question. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's alive. He's not a guard. He did not play in the 80s. He's not he did active. Not have an MV- he's not active. Did not play. An- he was not an MVP. It's got to be Dennis Rodman. Jesus Christ! <laughs> go, hey, during this game, go get some kombucha from your backyard. <laughs> Who is Dennis Rodman? Um, <laughs> was he a center? He was a center. Oh, uh, that's easy. Uh, what it was in the eighties? It would have been the seventies. It would have been Wilt. Wait, did you say no? Wait, your question before was, was it the eighties? He said no. Yeah, correct. Yes. Did he play in the eighties? The answer was no. I did not specify when he played though. Did he play for the Hawks? Does he have a lot of? Say that again, Joe. Did he play for the Hawks? He did play for the Hawks. Got it. I know that is. The Cambodian Matumbo. Is that your final answer? Do you want to give me his entire full name? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was going to guess that Joe, one, Joe, you are correct. The answer is Dikembe Mutombo, Mukulumbo, Makambo, Jean-Jacques, Wamakutumbo. Wow. <laughs> is that his name? For, that is his full name. Oh, we did that no, simultaneously. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. hey, look, Danny has no idea what we're talking about. He has no <laughs> idea. He's like, what's that? I, what's that? Is that a vegan dish? No, no, no. <laughs> I even brought this, this up what, for you guys, too. You go, this is on. what our moms used to say to us. They, there it there is. It is. <laughs> no, no, no. That's so See, good. Joe would have gotten that in three questions if it was just him. That was <laughs> I know. How many deep did we get? How many deep did we get? Uh, that was 11. That was pretty solid. 11? That's pretty good. That's nice. Okay. Especially, yeah, I mean, realistically, you only asked seven questions because Danny's were all worthless as hell. So, um, so <laughs> congratulations. I, ru- no I ruled out, I rule out stuff. Okay. I yeah. out. You ruled out, Barkley. you ruled out Charles Barkley and white players. <laughs> like, <laughs> did he wear shoes? <laughs> did he have a shoe contract? <laughs> you know what the the shoe contracts back in the day cracked me up i mean i don't know if you saw the thing about magic that phil knight came to him in the late 70s early 80s and said i will give you a shoe i will make a shoe for you which later became air jordans and he told him i don't have enough money to pay you but i'll give you a percentage of stock and sales and he ended up signing with uh, Converse, and those stocks would be worth five point two billion today. Wow. Oops. Yeah. I mean, that's why. Oops. That's why you okay. Yeah, it's crazy. So, Joe, you've been. I, I really enjoyed our time together. It's been fun, but also like your sincerity and your openness, and just talking about like 
growing up. I mean, that's huge because we all see each other the way we're portrayed sometimes. And so in many cases, people who see your name, see it in literature and see it in books or see it, you know, on a stage and don't get an opportunity to get to, to know Joe. And, you know, I, I'm more excited that I know Joe than Dr. Abood. So I'm, I'm so happy that you came on tonight and can't wait to see in person and share a nice bourbon with you. So thank you so much for coming on cup daddy. I know you have a love fest, so you go ahead. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on and tell little Joey and Margo that I'm coming back next year. Uh, and I've been practicing my ping pong game and I'm a lot better now. Uh-huh. Well, will you, will you bring them a picture for their home? <laughs> so I just want to say, I'm, I'm really, uh, happy for you guys and your success. You guys are doing a great job. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Obviously, you know, we, I think the three of us, Bobby, we're all on social media. We see things, and you guys are making a difference. Um, you know, you're catching on. People are paying attention to you, and you're having fun. And it's sincere, and your energy's really uh, great. Um, thanks for having me on. I- I'm honored to be on. Um, I know that uh, you know you guys got a lot of guests you can interview. You know, honestly, you guys are great friends, and thanks for everything. Really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. And hey, hey guys, shoulder hey guys, 360. Did you, did you hear that? Did, did you hear that? Joe said, said my name. He said my name. Dude, I got to like, get a picture <laughs> of me flexing my I'm bicep. So and have let's, Joe. let's all do it. Let's all do it. Come on. We'll Joe, Joe, get in we'll here. Joe like a little yeah. baby. <laughs> little, little baby Joe right here. <laughs> Mono no. All right. All Thanks, right, man. man. We'll talk have soon. Have a good night. Well, that was well, that, fun. that was cool. That was fun. I liked it. I liked yeah. how like we we had a serious moment there, and I really enjoyed it because, dude, Joe gets deep, man. He re- get deep. He's a real he's a real ass dude. Yeah, he's he's great. And I had, like I said earlier, in the, when we were talking to him, um, when we were in Scottsdale, I I didn't realize how much we had in common. There's so many similarities of like our upbringing and how we got here and our parents and. You know, we both unfortunately lost our dads and it's there's just a lot of things. And I just he's just a really, really, really sweet man and just so brilliant. And just somebody that if I told a resident or a fellow, they asked me, like, who you sh- who you should you, you know, go and hang out with and emulate, you know, right at the top of that list is Joe. He gave you number three, but I'm going to put Joe at number one. So, and that's not For even sure. with surgical skills. That's just being a good human. So I really enjoyed it. That was fun. Um, and it's funny. You said something about social media. So today I, I did something that was pretty funny and it's like blowing up right now. Uh, I oh, this, I saw that. I this, yeah. This little girl comes in with her mom and she had broken her wrist and I took care of her and, I was already taking care of the mom for her shoulder. And so she's like, we take a check out my daughter. She broke her wrist. I said, sure. So I take care of her wrist. We cast her. We get her out of the cast. She's doing great now. So she comes in. She's got this like weird look on her face. And she's being super shy. And her mom's like, ask him. And she's like, no, 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 no. And she's like, ask him. And she's like, uh, will you? And she couldn't get it out. Her mom's like, she wants you to do a TikTok video. I'm like, hell yeah. I would totally I'd be all over that. And she was like, Well, you're her favorite favorite doctor. I'm like, obviously. Or actually I said obvi because that's what the kids say. And the kids like, oh my god. So she like taught me the moves. And so we did that. And 
it is blowing up. It has like 8,000 views in the last like few hours. And it's like, it's the most likes I think I've ever had on a thing. And it's it's like crazy. 20? Yeah. I got like eight. <laughs> Just about I've as, never done it. Oh, I have a hundred. I have hundred and fifty-five likes right now. That's pretty big for me. I mean, that's pretty good, dude. I'm, I'm not oh. the Lebanon Don getting two thousand, but <laughs> but anyway, that was fun. They're all bots. They're all bots. I tell you. Enough with the bots, man. <laughs> the guy showed you how sincere and true he is. This guy's not paying for bots. I'm just talking shit. I you love are? him. I love him. I love Thanks. him. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to I'm a Pod Star, Not a Doctor. Uh, hope to see you next time. We've got a ton of shows coming, lots of new people. We're coming from all over the place, and it sounds like we're going to be in Miami in May. So if you want to come see us live, come to Shoulder 360 and buy a ticket, Joe says. And anyways, so find us wherever you find your podcast. Find us on socials at YouTube, at Instagram, at TikTok at, I don't know, wherever. And and join us next week. And we can't wait to see you. And Cuff Daddy. Peace. Peace. Gonna get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles, cause anything is possible. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent.